0: Before we get into our episode, we wanted to warn anyone who might be listening with kids for whom the veracity of Santa has not yet been disseminated that we address certain realities of which your children might not be apprised. And if your child can understand that sentence, it may be time to tell them the truth. So if you're at all worried about some classified information being leaked, we
1: would recommend maybe having your children sit this one out. Hello and welcome to episode 58, the Christmas edition of Can We Still Be Friends, a podcast that tests the limits of the friendship between two people who mistake movie taste for personal morality. I'm Nate Goss, here with Ryan Ebling. As Christmas approaches this year, we've decided to watch a movie that has lost its appeal to us over the years, the 2003 Modern Favorite Elf, starring Will Ferrell and directed by John Favreau. This is a movie we both watched and enjoyed when it first came out, but its cheeriness has faded a bit. Meanwhile, it seems to have entered the canon of Christmas movies for many people. We thought it was time to revisit Elf and see if it has grown on us at all.
0: From the beginning, Elf has been a hit. It grossed over $173 million and it hasn't looked back. Since 2003, people have become more and more enamored with Will Ferrell's lovably exuberant buddy, the Elf, and the mere mention of the movie can spark a volley of quotes bandied back and forth among its fans. At the time, it was a breath of fresh air for audiences, as the cutting-edge comedy stylings of Will Ferrell were applied to the Christmas formula, striking a chord with kids, teens, and grown-ups alike. So, is Elf the best way to spread Christmas cheer? Or does liking this movie make you a cotton-headed ninny-muggins? Keep listening. Hello, buddy. Oh, hi, Leon. Why the long face, partner? It seems I'm not an elf. Of course you're not. You're six foot three and had a beard since you were 15. Papa says my real father lives in a magical place far away. I don't know what to do. At least you have it, Daddy. I was just rolled up one day and left out here in the cold. But the thing is, I've, I've never even left the North Pole. Buddy, I've been around the world many times when I was a young, cumulus nimbus cloud. It's a wonderful place filled with wondrous creatures. Except dogs. Oh, by the way, don't eat the yellow snow. Oh, I know that. All I'm saying is this might be the golden opportunity to find out who you really are. That was, of course, Will Ferrell as Buddy the Elf talking to Leon the Snowman about venturing out of the North Pole for the first time.
1: Well, it's obviously supposed to be influenced by that snowman from rudolph the red-nosed reindeer burl ives right yeah but it's weird because like that's not what the snowman and rudolph the red-nosed reindeer looks like at all this one has like uh cool sunglasses on he kind of sounds like the guy from the quaker oats commercials (laughs)
0: leon redbone plays leon the snowman okay so he's like a cool hip
1: snowman from the north pole yes that is somewhat inspired by the burl ives snowman of
0: rudolph the red-nosed reindeer right which is he cool and hip Maybe back then he was. Maybe he was. Will Ferrell plays, of course, a human raised by elves who thinks he's an elf and then realizes he isn't and goes to New York City to find his dad. So it's a typical fish out of water. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this is our fourth
1: Christmas episode. Yeah. yeah. And we we picked a picked an interesting one this year. We haven't. Yes. I don't know if we've ever gone this route before. I don't believe so. A movie that we're both going into it pretty negative on.
0: Yeah. Usually, usually we watch something like, "Oh, I need to see that again," or you know, haven't seen it, or I remember liking it, I need to see it again. Yeah, or, or our original did. premise, which was, "I like it, you don't." Let's rewatch yeah, it. and yeah. see, yeah. There's that whole thing. Or, or uh, yeah, or it's something that we haven't seen in a while. But Elf, we've both seen lots of times. Lots of times, yeah. times we've uh, both decided that we're not that big of fans of it, which is not a popular opinion. Well, no, it's not. Although the few people who responded on Facebook to me said they don't like it very well. Really? Yeah. I feel like I got a lot of like, oh come on, yeah, yeah. that's what I
1: got, or or like like lighten up, it's no, funny. We definitely you know? got that, yeah. yeah.
0: But I I am looking at three responses right now who do not enjoy it.
1: All right, well I can't wait to get into it then. Yeah. We'll talk about that a
0: little bit, but
1: maybe we should back it up and um you know let's talk a little bit about our experience with Elf. I don't think we got to go through every single watch because we could no. be here all night going well,
0: through that. I, I don't but. even think my first watch is all that remarkable. I I saw it on DVD. I didn't see it in the theater. Oh, you didn't. Um, but I do remember liking it. But I was also a big Will Ferrell fan what were you a big biggest fan of his up until then i guess probably
1: his saturday night live stuff yeah because he hadn't done anchorman yet right um he had done
0: old school right yeah um which i hadn't seen before so i was just a fan of his saturday night live stuff i guess i was a
1: huge fan of his mugatu character in zoolander oh well yeah
0: so you went into elf excited well, I didn't
1: see Zoolander in the theaters, but I had seen uh, Old School in the theater, and I went and saw Elf with a big group of people, and it mm-hmm. was fun. I don't know if it was opening weekend, but it was early on when everyone there you know, really wanted to see it, and yeah. it seemed really unique at the time, yeah. um, and Will Ferrell's comedy style was still really fresh, and, and, and we were yeah. still just getting a taste of him in movies at right. that time, mm-hmm. you know. so it was just fun to watch him on screen.
0: Yeah, that's what I remember about it, too. I remember thinking it was really funny and a lot funnier than I expected
1: it to be. And I was going into it more because it was a Will Ferrell movie, mm-hmm. not because it was a Christmas movie or anything like I that. I think
0: because it was a Christmas movie and kind of a kid's movie, I thought, well, I don't know how funny this is going to be, but people are saying good things about it. And then, yeah, I was, I liked it. I was pleasantly surprised. And did you watch it by yourself the first I, you time? No, I probably did.
1: I don't remember. <laughs> So had it it had become over the years something that you watched repeatedly? Uh,
0: yeah. I don't feel like I ever was like, oh, I I need to see Elf. I really want to see Elf this year. But if people suggested it, I was like, yeah. Working at a high school in a special ed program, kind of like we would have a Christmas party and show a movie to our students, and Elf was often one that was like everybody, all the could agree on. Staff felt like, okay, yeah, we'll watch that one too. Yeah it's become a th- movie you almost can't really miss at christmas if mm-hmm. you have tv on going to certain people's houses like they'll just have it on i feel like yeah it
1: does something that just seems to be on or last few few years i feel like i've watched the macy's day thanksgiving parade and there's always like an elf the musical like number in it oh really i feel like cuz they did create elf the musical did they yeah there's yeah. a full broadway musical of it and i think it's been around for a few years or something and and, and i am it, surprised there hasn't been a sequel you'd have to have Will Ferrell. Will yeah. Hurt. So maybe he just didn't want to do it, or I don't, know. I don't know. Well, I guess he wouldn't have to. You could find some other, you know, that's comedic true. actor to just be the new elf character.
0: Like they did with the Ace Ventura <laughs> sequels. Jim Carrey well, was a second the one. There was another one. There was one? like a third one. Really? Right? I thought, or like a young Ace Ventura or something. I okay.
1: Don't know. Well, and that's also what they did with the Home Alone movies. Right.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I don't know exactly when. Uh, I just kind of felt like it wore on me. No,
1: you're saying Worn. Did it eventually get grating? Did it get to where you had a, almost a backlash no, sense to I it? No, I
0: wouldn't necessarily say that I like, actively dislike. What about you? Do, you? do you feel irritated by this movie? It's a weird thing that, that happened
1: because I really loved it the first time I watched it. and um, She was my girlfriend at the time. My wife now, she really liked it too, and she bought it. So she so had is that it. the copy you watched. Uh, yeah, we've got the copy sitting here on the table. This is oh, we own this true. movie. We own this movie, and this is a 2003 you know edition of sure. the DVD. Right when it came out on DVD, she bought it. So it's always been in our household. We've always just put it on along with that other stack of Christmas movies that we mm-hmm. watch every year: Muppet Christmas Carol, definitely being that mm-hmm. Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. Home Alone. And for years, I was cool with that and I thought it was funny. And I don't know what happened, but oh, as the other movies only gained in my appreciation and my opinion of them being very funny, great mm-hmm. Christmas movies, like all those other ones I just listed, they only just get better as I watch them. Every
0: time you watch them, yeah. Elf just
1: started to decline every time I watched it mm-hmm. to the point where last year, I think, was the first time I noticed where I was officially like, I don't like this movie anymore. I don't know if there's any other movie like that where I've watched it that many times, and then I just completely flip You're on just it, done with it, and uh, that's where I was left before the rewatch, hmm. you know. And so I didn't know what to do this year. Do I watch it again? Yeah. Or do I put it aside and mm-hmm. say this is not part of our stack anymore? And you, um, you decided to watch it and record a conversation. I decided right. this was the perfect premise for one of our podcast episodes. I got it.
0: You know. Okay um well so would you say it was like four stars four and a half the first time oh yeah start it? let's go to our box. so first time i saw it i wouldn't
1: say it was like a five star movie but i would put it at four easily i uh, probably would too yeah and i would say though um like if we were just going off of what is maybe now in my box, i'm not mm-hmm. sure i'd have to go back and look if i rated it last year but i believe i probably put it at like a
0: three star last year yeah I. i think i'm right there with you well that was before right Yeah, and then we did the rewatch. Right, and did it fall for you, fall even further?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so. I really did not enjoy watching this movie this time. Okay. What about you?
0: It probably stayed about the same, but I didn't have, I don't know, I wonder if the fact that it was never a huge movie for me, I I didn't feel like I was losing a lot by not liking it.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like before we jump right into it, I kind of need to like, explain to listeners who don't know me that I'm not a Grinch like, right no I do get you into know. Christmas movies uh-huh. uh, you you you're at my house you think my house is decorated with uh, the lights yeah, we had the yeah. eggnog here beforehand yes, we did. Um, you know I really do get into Christmas and and, and I do enjoy a good Christmas movie you and were I listening
0: to a Bing Crosby Christmas <laughs> record I was today. I
1: was yes and I had Muppets and John Denver on just a few days ago we so did this morning as yeah. well yeah so this is not a rant against christmas in the christmas season first of all and second of all i think it's going to be a tricky conversation because mm. it's going to be hard to lay out i guess what i really don't like about this movie without i think a lot of listeners being like you are looking way too hard into this movie <laughs> like it's just yeah. a fun stupid I movie thought you about know that too but i guess that's fine and that's probably why I loved it the first time I saw it. Yeah. But we're talking here about people who consider this like the best Christmas movie or one of the best Christmas movies. Yeah. And one that is up there and deserving to be watched every single year for Christmas. I don't feel that way about Jingle All the Way. I don't feel that way about a whole other slew of Christmas movies that yeah, I've yeah. seen over the years. You but, saw Jingle All the Way? Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, oh. for sure. <laughs> I think I saw it a couple times, actually. Okay. I don't know if you're going to say this movie is one of the best Christmas movies of all time. I also don't think you also get to say it's just a stupid, fun Christmas movie. Good point.
0: Like that y- is a good point. You're, you're holding the movie to a standard.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm going to drop it down to like a two star rating. And okay. the reason I'm going there is because I really don't feel like it, it, it deserves what it gets as okay. far as praise. Okay. I'm here. I guess I'm here for you. <laughs> Great. Well, maybe we should start with what has to work. For the movie to work at all. Right. And that is, did you at least
0: find it funny? Uh parts. There are definitely mm-hmm. jokes that are funny. I generally really love Bob Newhart. But this time watching it, I was like, oh, he's really just Bob Newharting it up. Like he's not really doing anything that I really like love him for. He was like stammering, but the deadpan humor just wasn't really there. He was so delivering like was his lines a, as Bob Newhart. Yeah. But they weren't really yeah. like good Bob Newhart jokes. Now
1: I did, I did actually like him in the movie. He's one of the few things but, I, I mean, thought. I mean, I love Bob Newhart. Always, <laughs> okay. like, yeah. there's
0: not. He's he's like a big part of my childhood. We watched his TV shows a really? lot. Yeah, um, I had to get into
1: him later in life because we just didn't grow well, up. I didn't
0: know anything about his stand-up, but like that show where he was, he owned like a hotel or a bed mm-hmm. and breakfast. Yeah. we watched that all the time. You mean the
1: Bob Newhart show?
0: That's the one. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Um, so Bob Newhart, he'll always have a place in my old heart. It's a job only an elf can do. Our our nimble fingers, natural cheer, and active minds are perfect for toy building. They, They tried using gnomes
1: and trolls, but the gnomes drank too much. And the trolls weren't toilet trained. No human being has ever said,
0: at foot even area. though he really wasn't doing anything that i like really love him for um i'll always have affection for him um all right scenes that i thought were funny or even just like characters about that are, are yeah funny. things
1: that you thought uh, maybe we'll just broaden it with uh, things that you thought anything worked. that's funny uh
0: i think andy richter and um kyle i think he says gas
1: i think he is gas but i'm gas i know yeah, so we're not related, by the way. If anyone's... I've got that question quite a bit, actually. I've got related to Kyle I've, got, I've gotten that a few times, that's but funny. no, I'm not related to Kyle Gass. Goss. We just share the same plight, that's all. <laughs> um, I think they're very funny. Yes. The, yeah.
0: uh, like, the, the group of asparagus kids. All right. <clears throat> what have you guys got so far? Okay. Uh,
1: we were thinking uh, something like this. Uh we open on a young tomato. He's had some tough times down at the farm. You know, rabbits.
0: No. And no tomatoes. Too vulnerable. Kids, they're already vulnerable. You, know, you see, I, I, I told you guys. A, I told them the very same and No thing. farms. Everybody's pushing small town rural. Farm book would just be white noise. What about this? Uh, a tribe of asparagus children. But they're self-conscious about the way their pee smells. Apparently, all we have is vegetables. I have no time.
1: And he says it with such, like, he really thinks this is a great idea. I actually think a lot of the
0: supporting cast yeah. is,
1: they're well cast. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times they're wasted.
0: I think on Love is, like, the manager at Gimbal's. yeah, like Buddy's boss, yeah. I think is really funny.
1: Yep, and I think Amy Sedaris is always great, yeah. and she's she got is what is probably... so dependable. This time I watched it, the only time I laughed a lot was the cat declawing. That is probably now my favorite line in the entire oh. movie. Well, oh, I don't know, Connie. I've never declawed kittens before. Before. How many? Eight? I don't know if I'm going to have time. Well, all right. Just bring them by the camp this week, and I'll see what I can do. I'm not going to charge you. Just bring them by, and I'll see what I can do. Excuse me? Definitely Amy Sedaris. Like, <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. It just sure. comes out of
0: nowhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then they don't do anything with it. Right,
0: right. <laughs> it would be extra dark if they did anything Well, like with I guess things. that's true. Um, I got to say James Kahn as, like the character he's supposed to be i think he works he
1: he he does he does what he's supposed to and do and i think his I,
0: transformations plausible enough yeah it's i, mean, I don't but <laughs> i mean uh, maybe not as the gruff guy i really believe him um there's i mean there's there's some jokes they kind of still kind of catch me off guard, but I think that was a big thing about the movie. And what made it funny was that it caught you off guard mm-hmm. so much. But the like jokes where like he gets off the elevator and he's like, "Oh wait, I forgot to give you a hug." Every now and then, one of those jokes would still land with me. The first time he gets hit by a cab, I just every now and then there was a I, joke that I was like, "Okay, I do have to admit, I I the, I did laugh
1: when Buddy is like the what are they, the Christmas Graham and he oh. makes up the song on the spot." Yeah.
0: I, uh, I'm, I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song, <laughs> and um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born, so I'm here now, I found you, daddy, and guess what, I love you, I love you, I love you! <sighs> wow, well, that was weird i I found that scene to be pretty irritating and then the fact that like three minutes later they do the exact same joke well yeah i just don't find this movie doing much that's unique and really captures my attention fully this time around i felt like it was a lot more like big part way through i was like i would rather be watching big Oh, the big, the movie. Yeah. I thought you meant like big as in like epic. No, big, the movie. Well, yeah, and I guess we could talk about
1: that a little bit because I think there's a couple of things in here that that just sort of either confuse me or just kind of rub me the wrong way. One of which is ultimately I think that this movie really is one long Will Ferrell gag dragged out to feature film length. This does seem like it could have been a really great classic sketch yeah. or like a really great TV special that was like a half hour or hour yeah. long but they stretch it out way too long, and I think the gag just runs tired after a while. Yeah. And second of all, he's not really acting like an elf; he's acting like a child. Right.
0: And that's what that. And that elves was don't act too. like children. That's what like, I was going to say. Like, do thirty-year-old elves act like children? They don't. Because look at Bob because Newhart. He was totally out of place. Yeah. In that setting,
1: the entire premise to me this time around made no it's sense. So silly. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. That it's funny. It's funny to see Will Ferrell act like a child, yeah. and he's dressed up in an elf outfit. Uh-huh. That's funny. Yes. Great, but. It that's, doesn't actually make sense with anything you want to believe about Christmas yep. at all.
0: I mean, aside from like elves apparently eat a lot of candy. Well, he's good at decorating. But that's the other thing. The other thing about that about it that didn't really make sense. Oh, his giftedness at stuff? Right. But his not he giftedness? He was like a terrible elf. That's why they sent him away. But then he could like decorate that entire store in a night. He uh-huh. could throw snowballs like crazy. Right. It, like he's got some elf he powers. You could go on an
1: Etch-a-Sketch and write a letter. Right. You know, an Etch-a-Sketch
0: maybe maybe elves can do all that stuff way better and he like his training he just never he maybe he's like the best a human could be at those things i guess we didn't ever really see what elves could do yeah. he did like the mona lisa i don't know what elf would be better <laughs> but yeah so that that you're right like as far as him being an elf There isn't really a reason for it. It doesn't excuse his behavior. (laughs) And his whimsy just ends up being insanity. Yeah. And then you wonder, like, why are people putting up with this? Right. Especially, like, Mary Steenburgen's character. Another one who's wasted, I think. Oh, absolutely. I love her. I I really really do love her. But she's she's totally wasted in this movie. And she's bafflingly stupid.
1: Yeah. Again, it's just a dumb, stupid movie. But seriously, I'm like... I'm kind of with James Caan here yeah. and I don't understand why Mary Steenburgen is so like open to him because he is just kind of this insane that's, boy, man, like child, like, man, right. like I said, I don't understand why De Chanel would ever right. fall for him ever. So quickly. Yeah. And so quickly. So and quick. after such a creepy
0: thing happening. I know that's the other, that's <laughs> so we're totally on the same page here. First off, I said, it may be point, like in my notes, I said, it may be pointless to dissect things like this, but why would they take him in? But then I was so struck by how creepy it is that he makes his like first impression on Jovi by sneaking into the bathroom while she's singing, it, well, I mean, while she's showering, and singing like the creepiest Christmas song of all time. Yeah,
1: like the anthem of If They Say No, Try Harder.
0: Yeah. I ought to say no, 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 my divine mood. At least I'm gonna say that I try What's the sense of hurting my I really can't stay Baby, it's cold outside Get out! Don't look at me! Get yeah! at me! The creepiness and the awkwardness of that really really struck me this time. Could like, it be <laughs> the year we live in? Like it could the- be, yeah. Watching <laughs> Elf in 2017 is very different than 2003. <laughs> we
1: just don't put up with that Those Elf shit no days. more. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, but there's something about his performance, as much as I do love, and I still love Will Ferrell. Yeah, I do too. Although- there's something about this performance that just really grates on me. And I think it's the repeat viewings. I think it's having seen him do similar things, but better later there's elements of buddy in like his character in Step Brothers. The obliviousness of Ron Burgundy is there as well, and he's done it much better since then. Or I actually don't know if he
1: does do it much better, but let's look at those movies that we like that I think both of us like a lot more. Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers. They're also good because they understand you can only take so much Will Ferrell, you need to have other people who are yeah. just as funny. Right. Like, Anchorman works because you can break Will Ferrell up with Paul Rudd, Steve Carell, David Ketchner, you know, and all mm-hmm. the other people who just happened to cameo in that movie to just do really funny stuff. Right. Know, like, Ben Stiller's in it for
0: a, a minute. I'm not going to go through the whole movie. And but- even soften, like, soften the character because you've got people who go crazier than him. And there are times where uh, Ron Burgundy is sort of. The straight man in a scene, yeah. And there's nothing like that for Elf, right? Um, Yeah,
1: and even with um, something like what would what would be kind of like the partnership of him and John C. Riley in Talladega Nights and Step Brothers, that works because you you get tired of Will Ferrell, so you go to John C. Riley for a little bit. Like Elf is just Will Ferrell, and there's no one helping him out, which sucks because it was a great supporting cast. Like it was just wasted. Like they can do comedy, and there are tiny, tiny moments, but this is definitely meant for you just to basically laugh at Will Ferrell. You know
0: who can't do comedy is whoever played Michael, his brother. Oh, that kid is awful. Yeah, I mean, sorry, kid, but <laughs> you're an adult now, and his character is weird, kind of
1: bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't buy their relationship. No, the the sort of climactic scene of the dad quitting. You know, because he was forced to work on Christmas Eve. Right. Like, what kid's going to watch their dad get reamed out by their boss? And it's going to be okay with just his dad getting, like, laid off right. right there. yeah. And the dad's, like, forced to make a choice. Without between, knowing what's going without, on and also that like buddy's missing. Buddy's 30 years old and he yeah. came from the north pole. Like he'll we be met fine. Him a week ago. Like
0: he'll be fine. There's a lot about the climax of the movie that just doesn't work.
1: Well, that's what made me turn on the movie initially was yeah. the end. I think a lot of people who love this movie don't actually sit through it till the end. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Because if they did, it just goes it goes off the rails. It just doesn't make any sense. In a lot of ways it doesn't make sense. And I could try to tease this all out, but Let's do it. All right, the first thing that doesn't make any sense or at least is just stupid. Uh-huh. Is the whole idea of this Clausometer and like yeah. the Christmas spirit? Like you need a turbo engine to power your sleigh because people just don't have the Christmas spirit anymore. Like <laughs> it's just so stupid. If you're gonna make a Christmas mythology, I thought it was that they don't like, believe
0: in Santa anymore.
1: It's both. At one point in the beginning, it's that they don't believe in Santa, and then at the end, it's because they don't. Have Christmas and then at the spirit. end, uh, the sleigh is like broken down, and Santa's all. Uh, ticked off and he's just like disappointed and he goes people just don't have christmas spirit anymore like ed asner says that and uh
0: (laughs) and we'll get into how terrible santa
1: Santa is as a person in a little bit in this movie like who loves santa in this movie someone who would just kick out a person who had only known the north pole as his home without any directions (laughs) he didn't kick
0: him out he kind of sent him on his way like you you're it's better for you to go or who would, when a baby crawls into your bag, take him back to the North
1: Pole and then say, well, we can't take him back. going to have to just keep him here yeah. <laughs> and
0: raise him by elves. <laughs> yeah, and not raise him with Mrs. Claus. Just be like, I'm not doing like, this. Like,
1: one of you guys take him. Honestly, let's let's just well, think we about work this like all how, year. How traumatized were those nuns? Probably it wasn't yeah. like they were neglectful. Yeah, but like they just wake up Christmas morning and one of their babies is gone. And yeah, all right. Oh, well, that's definitely me thinking too hard about that this. that one. Is but, maybe, but but the whole Clausometer thing to me, it's kind of like why the Santa Claus gets worse after multiple viewings. When people try to build their own modern like Santa mythology. Well, and explain Santa. And explain mythology. Santa. It just I think it it's it's never a good idea. There's no need to add anything more to it. You just stick with the reindeer, you know, flying the sleigh. Like what fun is it now to even think of that? Like if a kid watches this movie, is that what they think now? Yeah. That's they not fun. What's more engine. fun to me is like the idea of actual magical reindeer flying sure. this thing. Like, yeah, why do you even need the reindeer? Why are they still there?
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't know why. It's a stupid concept. If the, if the reindeer can't fly the sleigh, what are they doing? Well, and then the end when like we'll get people to believe in Santa or have Christmas spirit by reading their, their Christmas wishes. Oh, on, on yeah. the news, and everybody's watching the news. <laughs> the, the news is like the thing
1: to watch, I guess. All the ki- all these <laughs> kids little kids be in or awake
0: in bed watching the news. <laughs> the news of all things, yeah. There's bars on Christmas Eve that are <laughs> so quiet, people can hear the news. By the way, this also makes no sense
1: because this is a world in which Santa Claus exists. For right. real. Right. But the adults also doubt him. Who's been bringing these presents to their houses all these yeah, years? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, like, and, if, and if, if in this world Santa exists and he
0: comes, adults should be believing in Santa because somebody so. is Somebody's bringing Somebody's been these... bringing what I want every year. But also, <laughs> like, one of the things that was on the list was an engagement ring. And nobody ever thinks that, that Santa, Santa brings you engagement, engagement ring? rings. Holy crap, look what's <laughs> under the tree. I guess I'm proposing. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Santa, let me know when you're going to bring an engagement ring.
1: That's just the problems with, like, the concept. Right. The problems with the execution mm. might even be worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just such a clumsily handled well, third act. How about, oh, yeah. And it and doesn't what's with, earn like, any of what's it. What's
0: with the police hate Santa? They really the, mobilize. These, like,
1: Central Park Rangers that yeah. look like those, like, evil horses on Lord of the Rings. Well, yeah, like, that's
0: what Eric emailed to oh, us. Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember he, he said that if there were nine, he would think. Yeah, let's bring up what Eric yeah, said. Yeah, Eric said. Who uh, did like it. Yeah. He kind of wondered why we would be dissecting well, it. Well, he actually
1: but. said, maybe I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins, but I don't hate this movie. It's a small movie, light fare. It's a little bit like Blues Brothers in that it can be seen as a collection of gimmicks. It's just for fun. He he laughed out loud when one of the kids got hit with a snowball and sobbed, <laughs> which I did not, but hey, he's like, that's, that's funny, fine. that's fine. <laughs> um he agrees all the performance is good except maybe the kid actor playing Michael. Um, But then he does go on to say one odd thing about this movie, the central park Rangers, there should be nine. Then then they could be Nazgul. The thug police come out of nowhere and they do. They They come out
0: of nowhere. There's a mention. Like somebody knows that they're the central park. Rangers. Like the news
1: says it. The news just explains everything what's happening to you.
0: Right. Yeah. That's. And then like, I love the way the news, well, I guess we'll never know what happened.
1: It's right there. Yeah.
0: Well, on top of all that, let me just say, okay. it takes everybody like 30 seconds to get to Central Park. Yeah. <laughs> everybody who's like watching the news. On oh, Christmas God. Eve. Yeah. In their pajamas. Like, they're, they're all bundled up. And, like,
1: and for all that happening on the news, it's still a pretty relatively small crowd.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's. I'm like, I guess that makes sense. There wouldn't be like 4,000 people. It's a small enough crowd to where the scene is just awkward. Yeah, It's just a really awkward scene. Like She starts singing that the Santa TV. Claus is coming to town. Because and- they were maybe like, only did the scene. And they were like, hey, I don't think 50 people is enough to get this, the clausometer going. How are we going to get more people singing? Well, we'll televise it. And then everybody watching will sing too.
1: Yeah. Sick. oh you better, you better watch, watch out. out you better not cry you better not pout. I'm telling
0: you why Set is coming to
1: town the clausometer obviously it's it's uh it works in inverse proportion to how naughty you are because it was really struggling with that mass of people but then as soon as James Caan starts actually singing that's yeah, what shoots it through the big roof switch yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that must be. If you if you are already nice and you're singing, it doesn't move the clausometer much. Not much, much no.
1: <laughs> Might as well have pulled out the uh, a Rose Such a Clatter ladder at that point, I <laughs> think. Right.
0: The Rose Such a Clatter <laughs> company. That's, oh man. I think about that more often than I would like to. From Santa yeah, Claus. Yeah, from the Santa Claus. If you don't know what we're talking about, he like he climbs a ladder to see where like Santa was. And it's like Santa's official magical ladder or something, <laughs> right? but still magical <laughs> ladder made by a company. And the company is the Rose Suchik Ladder <laughs> right? Company. It's such a stretch of a pun, but yeah. it's, it's pretty Suchik, great. Actually. Rose He's Suchik, such a- is, that, is she <laughs> a ladder maker?
1: <laughs> I actually uh, see a lot of like parallels between like the humor of the Santa Claus and Elf. They're both, I guess, light, silly Christmas movies.
0: But people just hold this one in such high regard. And I wonder how much of it is because of the way they felt about it the first time they watched it. Did you notice when Buddy wears the suit and goes to the office and is sitting in the corner of James Conn's office, he's reading a book, and the book is Pygmalion? I don't think I even noticed that. And I guess... They made like a children's version of Pygmalion, but do you know the story of Pygmalion? Mm -mm. It's like the inspiration for My Fair Lady. So like this person creates like their perfect wife. Woody Allen movies follow the Pygmalion story a lot. Like anybody who tries to shape somebody into who they want them to be. Okay. Um, And I was like, that's really oddly unsubtle symbolism there. And did you just, were you just trying to show like Look how smart I am. I know this is like kind of a kid's Christmas movie, but I had ideas that are based in like George Bernard Shaw. I'm like, hey. well, yeah, like, okay, all right, that's fine. I didn't need you to tell me that it was Pygmalion for me to know that Buddy switching from elf clothes to a suit and tie was bad. It's just weird. Well, they drop like things clumsy. in there, I think,
1: where it's kind of like they want to keep nodding to adults, you know? right but it to me it just feels like a mixed message message of like who's this really for when uh bob newharts talking about when people don't believe in santa anymore like oh uh, they believe that parents bring and that's supposed to be like a wink to the adults but to me i think a kid would watch that and and it would start to start to kind of skip the wheels no, of doubt i never even going. thought
0: about the fact that it might be my parents who were doing that
1: i guess what i'm one thing i realized when i watched this is like if i really want my kids to to keep believing in santa this might not be the best movie mm-hmm. to show them weirdly like yeah. it doesn't seem to be a, a image of santa that i think is all that worth great well ed
0: esner's <laughs> like the opposite of warm in my right. mind i don't know why they picked him
1: they keep talking so much about how much people doubt Santa that I think a kid eventually would be like, should I be doubting Santa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt him.
0: Should I doubt him?
1: You know, and then obviously, yeah. I mean, you see this in other movies, so it's not unique to it. It's in Home Alone. Um, it's pretty much obvious in a Christmas story. But like the, 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 the department store Santa yeah. is obviously fake. There's at least a few years, I think, where a kid
0: would think, would that, think yeah. that that's yeah. the
1: Santa. Um,
0: uh, yeah, that's a good point.
1: Am I look am I am I looking too hard into this? Am I uh, Well,
0: I'm sure the people who like it would say that. I
1: actually think that if I were watching it for the first time, I probably would, would still laugh and think it was pretty good. Right. Um, I just don't think it's the kind of movie that you can watch every year and mm-hmm. at least till the end. Like right. I challenge everyone, get to the end of this movie every single year and yeah. tell me this is a great Christmas movie. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Kelsey fell asleep and she was like, I watched Exactly as much of Elf as I watch every year. <laughs> what do you think about the claymation aspect? They, they kind of throw back parts that they tried to do. The North Pole is whimsical. Yeah. Um,
1: I remember the first time, and I still think to the, to this day, it's a kind of clever way to do the North Pole. Mm-hmm. To kind of have that, that whimsy in there, I guess, but also have it be sort of, for adults watching, this immediate nostalgia factor. Yeah. Um, I guess if I'm being really cynical, it could be seen as pandering to like the adult audience that's going to immediately have a fondness for this and recognize it and then try to kind of sell the entire movie off of that. I guess you have to actually think you don't have to. And in fact, you might think I'm overthinking it by doing this, but (laughs) what do they really mean by the Christmas spirit in this? I mean, cause we can talk about Muppet Christmas girl. I could tell you exactly mm-hmm. what they mean by, right. you know, goodwill towards men and, yeah. you know, Generosity. and what that actually looks like mm-hmm. in this movie. I don't really like the Christmas spirit is a vague nostalgic memory of your childhood. Foster mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, be nice to people. And, um, the singing has something to do with it yeah, as sing, well. Sing a song. Um, and you know, hopefully the score and the music will kind of bring that sort of well of, of, Good feelings to you, you know? Again, with the clausometer, like, what gets that going is just people singing together and believing in Santa again. I don't know, I guess I'm being really cynical. I just, there there are so many other movies, like It's a Wonderful Life, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, even A Christmas Story to a degree, which I know you will not agree with me on, but I think that it's getting at something that has a little bit more meaning in what the Christmas season could mean to someone. What's annoying to me, though, is that it really tries to have a sweet ending. And I don't think it earns it at all. It hasn't earned it by having you invest in any other character other than Wolf Ferrell's character, which is still a pretty blank slate. They even have, they even try to have an, it's a wonderful life scene where he's uh-huh. like looking off at the bridge. Like he's like, and I don't going to kill himself. I don't know, but I couldn't have cared less. Like I was just <laughs> like, you haven't earned this. Any uh, portrayal of a Christmas Carol like you've got to put people through the ringer, you right. know, like Scrooge goes through, ghosts and people that really show him what changes he has to make in his life. Even A Christmas Story, that I know you don't like that movie, but the payoff of him getting that gun is him going through the entire movie thinking he's not going to get it. Even if you don't like that movie, the payoff has been earned once it happens. And it's a wonderful life. I mean, if there's ever any movie where the payoff is earned, I mean, you're just putting Bailey through the ringer the entire time. Yeah. And this movie, it just... It tries to have that ending. I feel like you could have just had a good, lighthearted movie yeah. that didn't try to like have this really, father-son relationships really emotional father-son thing. and father-son
0: estrangements and yeah. water being turned it's off. It's almost like the movie was trying too hard
1: to do something that the people who love it it's say it wasn't trying to do. You right, know?
0: right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I think just like the claymation could be pandering and just like, hey, remember loving this? Love it here it just kind of rests on the, the stories that you just mentioned. There are movies that have done the getting corporate people to believe in Santa and the Miracle on 34th. Street yeah. And, um, somebody, hell even like Scrooge, which I
1: don't like does a better job of that, oh, you know? <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I really like the ending of Scrooge, even though the whole movie itself is very strange. Um, even a
1: movie like home alone, mm-hmm. even with the silliness of the robbers and everything, mm-hmm. it does enough to win when, when the family gets there. Kevin's
0: loneliness and Kezin, is really, yeah. really and uh, it's, well developed.
1: It, yeah. It spends enough time throughout the entire movie to build that, yeah. you know? And then when you see the, 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 the neighbor that everyone thought was like, you know, the creepy guy and you see him reunited with his family, like that's earned in that movie. Yeah. Like those touching moments are yeah, earned. Definitely. Nothing touching in this movie is earned and it all falls flat. Well, me.
0: what, what is so frustrating about that and what, I think maybe gives us leave to dissect it is that for a movie that does so little new, as far as the Christmas movie goes, every beat, every plot point, every transition, every character development is straight from another movie. But the comedy was so unique and ahead of its time. And so for a movie that could be so fresh to just rest on so many other shorthand things without even developing themselves. Because like Muppet Christmas Carol wasn't original, but like they did what was done before well, and yeah. they did it in their own way. If they did something with the elements that they end up just kind of tossing in there, like they're following a Christmas movie recipe, that probably would be a much better movie because it has such a fresh comedy view or point of view. Um, and so for it to be halfway refreshing and then halfway completely inane mm-hmm. and tired that is what i think gives us more footing to start saying this is dumb like <laughs> <laughs> there's something that does feel like machinery
1: to me but calculated in the sense that like it's cramming a lot in and so none of it's getting yeah. the the treatment it deserves I'll say
0: that as far as like the christmas stuff goes but i do think in 2003 the comedy wasn't tired yeah we've seen a lot come after it we've seen a lot do it better yeah that's fair and the somebody tie on facebook responded to something we posted about it and he just said i don't think it has aged well i loved it when it first came out but it's brilliant in its absurdity and the absurd loses something after many viewings and that's true yeah that is true and so it's i don't think it's it's uh, fair to the movie to act like its comedy w- has always been something that doesn't connect with us. Right. Um or uh, that even would be like, dishonest me- mechanized yeah. or um unoriginal. There are comedies and even
1: kind of absurd comedies um that if they do the other things right, that, absur- that absurd comedy actually it stops being as mm-hmm. laugh out loud gut busting funny, but it becomes endearing.
0: Yep. I don't know if you were trying to stay with um Christmas movies, but I feel like for me, Wet Hot American Summer is an absurd oh, comedy yeah, yeah. that has it's absurdity stays fresh to me um but i also know people who've seen it after because i saw it when it came out Mm -hmm. and so i still kind of remember that other people i know saw it more recently and they they feel like the people who kind of followed in its footsteps have made it seem a little bit more clumsy Mm. um but yeah i mean some absurdity if it's done like you said done well um And developed in a unique way and is varied enough. Because I don't think that the absurdity in this movie is very layered. I I don't want to forget how funny it was the first time I saw it. Right. But looking at it years later, it's pretty one note. There isn't much beyond, let's throw this buffoon into a normal situation.
1: Well, now here here's a good um, question that uh, Lizzie, who commented on our Facebook, actually threw a yeah. question back to us. There's a lot to be said for good clown work. So Will Ferrell does it for me. If you don't like him, I'm interested to know if it's because you don't like any clowns or if you feel there are better clowns.
0: I, I think Will Ferrell has been a better clown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah. Or, I mean, I guess even the best clown needs good context. I actually still, um, and it hasn't been that long since I watched it you want to talk about a clownish, stupid movie, he doesn't get much better of an example than Billy Madison. And and Adam Sandler is definitely the buffoon, the clown in that movie. And that's
0: better by way of like...
1: By way of like just making me laugh more. And also one that I can watch more and it actually doesn't tire on me the way that Elf did. Yeah. Um, And again, I think a lot of it is... The supporting cast that is in that movie, yeah. you get breaks from Adam Sandler. Like mm-hmm. he's definitely the lead. Yeah. But the movie doesn't only need him to sell it. Like right. if you're not laughing at him, you're laughing at Chris Farley when he's the bus driver. Yeah. Or
0: you or know, like Tommy Boy in general, like because yeah. David Spade, you know, played Chris off Far- of him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there was there wasn't ever just a Chris Farley movie, right? Like they always well worked they him, were always but... pretty
1: bad when there was like Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh right. So I and, and even, you know, um we talked about in our Borat episode about how Sasha Baron Cohen uh actually went to clown yeah. school and brought a lot of that clown comedy into Borat, but right. Borat is almost an entirely different beast because you're almost laughing at just the concept of it just as much as you are the actual clowning going on in it. Yeah.
0: You know? Because I think kinda of like White Hot American Summer, everything in and is absurd. Every every situation he enters is automatically yeah. absurd because he's there. And that's not the case with Elf. Like, yeah. they really try to ground it in some reality that is so weird. But another
1: one that's a, that I think is a, an example of a movie that's definitely a clown character that I don't think gets old is The Jerk with Steve mm-hmm, Martin. Mm hmm. I can't tell you why that one doesn't get old on me, but
0: Elf does. But it's also, there's also more absurd characters in him. Like the guy who's just going to shoot somebody that he finds in the phone book or Mm. the the woman who rides the motorcycle, like the daredevil woman. Like there are more outlandish characters that give him the opportunity to be our surrogate every now and then.
1: Sure. Versus
0: us just having to be the people in the movie watching him happen.
1: There's like very brief moments that I think do work in this in Elf, where it is uh, because he's interacting with someone in a unique and and funny way, mm-hmm. like you're talking about with the mailman scene. I actually also like the manager of the department store. I thought he was pretty funny, mm-hmm. and the scenes with him were pretty funny. Hey guys, have you seen the place? It's mm-hmm. pretty good. It's a little too good. Corporate must have sent in a professional. I don't know why somebody's gunning for my job, but look, let's remain a team.
0: Okay, because if I go, we all go. If you get wind of anything, call me on my radio, channel three. Code word is Santa's got a brand new bag.
1: Okay, six-inch ribbon curls, honey. That's impossible. Six inches. I was more laughing at his lines and what he his performance Mm -hmm. because his reaction was unique. I feel like everyone else's reaction is. Either not believable right. or just boring. Right. Like James Kahn's reaction to most of what Will Ferrell does, as good as you might think James Kahn is, he's pretty boring as far as the way he that's reacts true. to him. That's you true. Know? He doesn't really add any comedy.
0: Like he's no, not, not helping
1: Will Ferrell out. Not a lot. You're right. You know? that's, that's a good point. So, where does that leave us <laughs> with our listener? I suppose. I,
0: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's not the weirdest uh Christmas episode we've done as far as tone goes. I guess that's true. <laughs> but it is probably a weird one if you're like, you know, driving to something cheery. You're like, "Oh, well, let's watch uh, Elf." Sorry. I, I guess. I guess I'll watch <laughs> Elf and now it's all i'll be thinking about is how stupid the clausometer is (laughs) um i would suggest watch uh muppet christmas carol if you yeah and maybe listen to an episode of ours too yeah if you need some good support for why that's the best christmas movie right (laughs)
1: yeah well how about this i mean we're best buds that's that should bring some christmas cheer yeah there's still a lot of great christmas movies yeah if your feeling of elf has soured in any way after listening to this episode First of all, I'm sorry. Yeah. But second of all, you're welcome. And third of all, you know, find see some, what else find is something up there. Else.
0: Yeah. Plenty of fish in the sea. Go date a different movie.
1: All right. So, uh anyways, let's uh, star ratings. Are you keeping yours oh. at uh are you yeah. going to keep yours at 3? sure. 3.
0: 3? Yeah, I'm it's not still so an okay mad movie? at it. I'm not I'm I'm not so mad at it. It's dumb. I don't need to see it again. I saw it for what it was earlier than you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in your wisdom, right? you were able well, to keep it as a how, three. You know how, like, you know how, like, we're all gonna die, and like, <laughs> I, I, I'm just aware, like yeah. Ter- <laughs> terrible things about life, and uh, I, you know, the sooner you think about it, the better off you'll be. Um,
1: are you saying that? That's just what I'm saying. Be, are you saying? Elf. Wait, for Elf, no. I was, I think what you're really saying is you're giving life a three out of five because you've always felt that way about it. You've always understood it for what it was. Yeah, I've, it's got I, its
0: moments. In my childhood,
1: I loved life. Five out of five stars for life. And all of a sudden, I'm realizing, oh, death's a real thing. <laughs>
0: Two stars to life <laughs> would not recommend no, yeah, you know no, that's what you're saying. Just yeah. how you don't the the earlier you realize the bad things about life, the more you can the less it. devastated yeah. you are later. yeah so I was yeah. not so enamored with elf ever. I mean, I thought it was really funny, but I never would have said we have to watch elf mm-hmm. so for it to let me down. Wasn't such a fall.
1: But you know what? It is kind of disappointing is because um I can't think of a a Christmas movie that has come out since two thousand that has reached that level. And I think maybe that's what part of my yeah. my desire was was for Elf to be like a modern Christmas classic. Like are we yeah. still waiting for Are we a good modern Christmas classic? I mean, some people would just say it's Elf. Some people would say Elf is the one. Some know? people would say love actually. I have seen Love Actually once so long ago that I couldn't remember it enough to even have an opinion. There
0: have been Christmas movies, right? People put out Christmas movies. Like every year. What was Daddy, that like Fred think- Claus that
1: came out a few years ago? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Daddy's uh, Home 2.
1: Yeah, there's that. The holiday, the one with like uh Cameron Diaz. And, she also likes that. Yeah. I don't mind that one actually. Have you you've watched it? Mm-hmm okay to it's me fine. that was always like that's like my three-star elf for you like oh, okay um, I wasn't gonna try to argue that it was better than what it was
0: has there been like a children's Christmas movie recently
1: when was Polar Express oh right I don't know and like Grinch with like Jim Carrey that's right and all that the Ron Howard yeah. directed <laughs> yeah
0: of, no Frost uh, Nixon, Frost, <laughs>
1: Nixon.
0: <laughs> Frost Nixon that's a it's yeah, not yeah. a Christmas movie oh I thought it was Frost,
1: Frost so, it sounds like it should a Jack be, Frost yeah. Nixon <laughs> Well, there was the remake of A Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. Do you remember that? It was like, yeah, it was like Polar Polar Express style. There was that. I don't think that many kids watched that though. Elf is probably the closest thing, and I think that's really depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then Hollywood, we leave it to you. All right. Well, um, best buds it is. Yep. But kind of on a sour note. Yeah. But uh, still. 2017. Merry Christmas to you, Merry Ryan. Christmas to you. <laughs> and why don't we uh, go ahead and talk about what we're going to discuss in uh, the new year. All right.
0: 2018. 2018. So in the new year, uh, Steven Spielberg's got a new movie coming out called The Post about, presumably, The Washington Post. It makes sense.
1: It, it does like have it. to do with journalism right. from what it, we've gathered.
0: Yeah. And so- Through it's our a, uh,
1: research and, right. and reporting.
0: Right. The research we did was there's a movie- Stephen Spielberg called the post coming out in January. And that's all we know. I uh honestly that's all anybody can know at this point. The facts are still coming in. We haven't
1: confirmed that with with all of our sources. And we've
0: got some checking to do. As far as we know though, that we can say with certainty that we are not totally clear on anything uh about the movie. No. Other than the title. It's been reported. Yeah
1: that steven spielberg has this new movie coming out in
0: january yeah Cold we will run
1: it through our editors
0: it looks like early reports are it's got a really good cast meryl streep tom hanks uh, bob odenkirk, bob odenkirk yeah. david cross bob and, oh yeah bob and bob and david are back together yeah, um how about that uh allison brie jesse Plemons, a lot of heavy hitters are being reported to have uh, acted in this movie reported or rumored uh some reported some rumored um some just falsified were, people I mean, were saying people were saying that um, Yul Brenner was in it and that's just that's news. just not true yeah it's, it's fake news so speaking of fake news we decided to do uh, go, go with a, a movie with a journalistic focus the power of journalism to expose and uh, indict mm-hmm. the rigor of the journalistic process right also, um, Washington Post. Anyway, we're going to be doing from 1976, uh, Alan J. Pecula's uh, All the President's Men.
1: With Dustin Hoffman, Robert Redford. Uh-huh.
0: Jason Robards.
1: Yep. Anyways, yeah, the Post. And the Post, even nowadays, kind of getting a lot of its uh, bite back, I guess. Yeah. You know? like, uh, they, uh, or at least, you know, depending on where you're coming from, that's what some people say. Right. Some people might call it fake news. But, right. uh, you know where we come from. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, they're the ones who <laughs> At broke least it's
1: not the failing New York Times. Right, yeah. exactly.
0: The They were the ones who broke the Roy Moore yep. accusers and they also did. debunked uh, a false accuser of Roy Moore. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, that was yeah, that's the that was just happening uh this <clears throat> week or last week. This week, yeah. So that was sort of like an example people were Sunday, showing of actually how Sunday journalism's or Monday, yeah, uh, so yeah. of how journalism
0: still works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very very ironic that they were hoping to expose the post as corrupt and they only exposed how rigorous their fact-checking yeah. is. This is
1: a movie that I've I've been thinking would be a good one to revisit because of just how much talk we're doing now about Journalism and what good news is, and what what mm-hmm. what what news even should be. You yep. know, what's the role of a journalist? Um, mm-hmm. I think the movie definitely has a lot to say about it. And honestly, this is the week when um, Flynn has been now charged, and so it does have some Watergate parallels to it. Now that we are and entering into, with guilty and as part of a plea deal. And- we just thought it would be a really good time to mm-hmm. go back and take a look at this movie and see how it holds up, and what does it have to say to us now? Since it seems like history does seem to be repeating itself in a lot of ways.
0: Right. And, I mean, this is probably secondary or tertiary to all of it, but Dustin Hoffman has been one of the people who was accused Mm. of misconduct, harassment, and maybe we'll be thinking about what's it like to watch someone that, I mean, I know I've admired his career. Um, It was a bit of hard news to
1: to swallow. Yeah. So
0: does it things who knows but uh yeah so who uh who knows how it'll go next time but honestly who knows
1: where the news will be next time we record that's true things seem to be happening at just such a maybe locked up <laughs> yeah who knows we could be like right now we see all these connections to all the president's men mm. the connections could still be there they could be even more tied yeah. together they could be like all the president's wow. men was like, oh, Wasn't that's that so tape. <laughs> 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 I really don't know. I mean, there's a lot in 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 today's both political and news cycles. Mm-hmm. We're recording this first week in December. We're probably not going to record our next episode till sometime in January. How much yeah. can happen in that time? It's it's absolutely, uh,
0: oh, boy, insane these days. So. This is the the most, so for not just for a Christmas episode, but for the end of it Christmas episode, this is like the most depressing banter we've had. <laughs> it's Well, you know, it's been a hard
1: week. Yep. I think. Yep. I'm sorry. I don't, I actually, I'm, I just don't have a lot of it in me. No, um, me neither. If I'm being even. honest. Usually I'm, the banter we have is very easy. This does feel labored. Yeah. And so uh, I think, uh, I think uh, we just want you to guys to you know enjoy your christmas Mm -hmm. watch all the president's men with us and uh give us your feedback if you hated this episode of elf uh because you love that movie i still would love to hear that so there's a lot of different ways to uh get in contact with us um there's twitter Uh cwsbf yep is uh the first letter of every word and can we still be friends
0: right we haven't pointed that out in a while but leave the question mark off right exactly and add an
1: at sign at the beginning yeah I, we made it really needlessly complicated well the way we
0: explained it is we do have facebook which is not complicated uh can we still be friends is what you search for mm-hmm. well i guess it is complicated because we're not the filipino movie
1: <laughs> right but hey we're still getting them <laughs> so welcome new listeners from uh, who who are from the philippines yeah uh,
0: um uh, we've got a, a website, canwestillbefriends.net. Right. We've got an email, uh, feedback at canwestillbefriends.net. And we've got voicemail, which is always fun to, to get those. Yeah. Um, Th- that number, if you want to give us a voicemail, is, uh, a
1: message is 847-306-9532. Those lines are always open. So you're not going to get a busy
0: signal. No. Um, like you do when we'll you call every those, other podcast. Yeah. We're different <laughs> we've got, here. We've got, yeah, we've got a, a crack squad of phone answers. Uh-huh. If
1: you've ever watched PBS during their pledge drive, yeah. it's very similar to what my office looks like.
0: Although times two, I would say. I'd oh. Say you've got, you've yeah. got about twice as much as. I didn't want to brag. I actually think it's something that's a problem. How many we call
1: people we have? We brag.
0: can't afford that. <laughs> Yeah, but still. Um, that number is operating <laughs> standing Same by. Uh, yeah, say the number again. We got a...
1: 847-306-9532. This is starting to feel like a pledge drive, actually. Really? Yeah. You, you um, know you value what Can We Still Be Friends does for right, you.
0: Right, right. How what often mean? have you sat in your car waiting for us to just finish the episode right. already?
1: And, uh, and we don't do that for you. but you secretly love that about what we do because you're still listening now exactly and if you like what you're listening to now it means you value it and if you value it we hope that you value it enough to say so with your voice message right and if you if you do enjoy this uh, podcast uh, you know a good rating goes a long way Mm -hmm. in uh, Apple Podcasts so Mm -hmm. uh, please uh, leave some kind words there that would be great yeah and um, we hope you uh, enjoy your holidays, whatever it is you celebrate, mm-hmm. and a happy new year. We'll catch you next year, 2018. Hopefully we will. Yeah. If we're still around. Yeah. Nuclear war hasn't. <laughs> All right. Happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll catch you next time.